to My Turn Podcast, the gaming podcast hosted by three extra competitive siblings and Tim. Welcome back, Tim. Hi, thank you. I'm applauding myself. That's weird. Yeah, Tim, third time's a charm. This is the third time our honorary sibling, Tim, has joined us for the podcast. Uh, and my real actual sibling, Erin, is here. Hello, all. I'm an actual brother. You are indeed. You are the baby. And my name's Jem, and I am the big sister. And actually the oldest Hi, Jem. trio here. And that pains me to say that. Uh, how's everyone doing uh, during these lockdown times? I am fine, but I have just woken up from um, a nap, which is the normal state of affairs now. Afternoon nap, wake up, have a cup of tea, just before getting back on the booze so that I can go back to sleep again. <laughs> I still haven't got into, I can't really nap ever. So uh, something I'm missing out on. I no. Yeah, you, can you, you not do a power nap? nap? No. Oh, adult nap time is like my favorite thing. Yeah, just like 10, 20 minutes here and there. Oh, it feels yeah. amazing. Sadly for me, I am a chronic insomniac. So uh, sleeping is something that just chooses to just elude me my whole life, pretty much. Oh, we we get sedatives for you. No, it doesn't work that way. But I did expect a little bit Tranquilizer? more. Tranquilizer? Come on. Oh, oh, oh. poor Jem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just applauding Round again. Applause when for the applause. <laughs> gaming podcast so we are going to be talking to you about three games that we've been playing um and i think two of us have completed the games erin have you completed your game no because it's fucking horrible okay we will come to that soon so in fact Aaron, <laughs> why don't you actually start us off what game have you been playing so i've been playing the very aptly named party hard Nice, and what are you playing that on? Well, here's the thing. I tried to get this on Mac originally, um, downloaded it from Steam, paid seven pounds for it, installed it, clicked on it, and then it says, no longer supported by Mac OS. So I was very frustrated by that. Yeah. It says that it's supported by Mac OS X, but unfortunately, new Mac does not support 32-bit games. So if you are a Mac gamer, do not do it, okay? Fortunately, oh, no. Steam refunded my 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 very expensive seven pounds that <laughs> I had to really think about before passing. <laughs> and fortunately, I managed to get it on PlayStation 4, only for three pounds as well. And I must say, wow. I'm very, very happy with it. Yeah, very, very, very cheap, actually. Erin, um, is so your yeah, entire review going to be about the download process? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is this a new twist on the on the podcast I wasn't aware of? I was <laughs> downloading the game for you. It's absolute gold. Carry on. Well, it is important because if you go on the game, if you go on game information, that like it says it works on Mac OS X, but it doesn't. But it generally works across all other pa platforms, including Android, o iOS, Linux, Mi um, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and recently, Nintendo Switch. Ooh. Uh, and when was this game yeah. made and who is it made by? Where is it made? When? Oh, when, I beg your pardon. So the first release was in 2015, um, okay. and it's... 
It's developed by Pinnacle Games using the Unity game engine. What? Uh -huh. <laughs> Are you by Tiny this Build. Wiki, by the way. Notes. <laughs> oh, Erin's got Erin just showed us because uh, we're talking on video calls his notes, which he's never done before. So I'm very impressed with you, Erin. Well, actually, I do do notes. I just can't read them. I don't know if you can see there, but I can't read my own writing. <laughs> <laughs> it's you almost like he's he's tried to recently um he's tried to recently raise the standard for some reason. <laughs> Tim, Tim's too good. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lot more prepared than we are. So. <laughs> no, to be fair, I have always had notes or I've looked things up as we've gone. <laughs> you and Bilen usually wing it. But Bilen usually remembers quite a lot, so to be fair to him. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Arian's mic is fucking shit. Yay! The kind of person who, like, uh, gets gets too bogged down with the finer details. I like the experience of just playing the game and enjoying like what I said last time, I like to pick up a game and just play and just experience it rather than read about it and find out information. Okay, so on that note, Erin, what is this game about yes. in a nutshell? So in a nutshell, you are a dude just trying to get some sleep, but your neighbours next door keep having amazingly massive parties and you, you decide that you're going to take some action. But no, you're not going to call the police. You're not going to ask them politely to turn the music down. You're going to go to the party and murder everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I must add, very importantly, whilst listening to the most amazing 80s influenced soundtrack, which I love and is the reason why uh, I actually wanted to buy this game. So I came across it online. There's a free browser version of the first level which yeah. is very much like a basic, basic version of it. You don't have all the extras that come with the actual game. Um, but yeah, the soundtrack alone just makes to buy it. Cool. So what was your expectation going in then? What did you think the game would be like? So I thought it would be quite a fun game. You know, everyone loves murdering everyone at a party. who has been really annoying. Um, I thought it would be quite easy to get through, actually. And... It's really not. It's fucking hard. So basically what you have to do, as I said, you have to go around the party and eliminate everyone. But yeah. you have to do it quite stealthily because if people see you, they'll call the police. And you you basically have to avoid being arrested. Okay. Being cunning about it. <laughs> so, so you can use your... Go on. No, no, no. Carry on, carry on. No, no. Ask the question. Sorry. No, I was gonna. Well, okay, so that my immediate question was: Do they? Is it as soon as you turn up, they call the police, or after people have started dying? No, so they only call the police if they see a dead body or they see you murder someone. So what you have to do, basically, is lots of different <laughs> rooms so, in the party, I mean, just like so. real life. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait for certain people to be on their own in these parties, and then stab them. And then you can sometimes, wow. in some stages, dispose of bodies by putting them into, like, ice vats or blending them in a fan or putting them in the bin. Also, putting them on the barbecue. That's my personal favourite. You cook them there. Uh, the, but that's not the only way you can uh, get rid of guests. So you can be a bit more, uh, what's the word, adventurous and 
Maybe you can poison them. You can poison their drinks, poison food. You can leave gas cookers on around the house and then they explode. Uh, you can also call for backup from various groups of people. So, for example, you can call uh, bug fumigators who come to the house, release a load of toxic gases for all your guests to enjoy. Um, and because a lot of them will have big speaker systems, <laughs> you can rig them up so they explode after a while. So while people are having a lovely time dancing, a speaker might just blow up and kill seven or eight of them. Wow. It really is a, v a lot of variety in the ways you can kill your favorite guests. Yeah, so co to correct me if I'm wrong, this is a game that is about stealth and about pre-planning and about murder. Death! Death! Oh, it, it, you do have to be stealthy, and I know what you're going to say. I'm not really a fan of stealthy, but it's so much fun killing people like this because it's in a mass group. Rather than taking your time to kill one person, you kill quite a few people in one go sometimes, so it's quite good. Pre-planning, not so much because the guests themselves are quite random in the way that they move, so you have to actually be quite responsive to what is happening okay. around you. So... You might be walking into a room where a guest is by themselves and then someone else will start walking in as you're about to kill them. So you have to be quite alert of what everything that's happening around you. Yeah, so so in terms of the poisoning, I was imagining you have to, a bit like with um, uh, Hitman, the Hitman games, you kind of yeah. figure out that they're going to go and get some cereal and so you poison the cereal before that action happens. But this is more opportunistic, you're saying. Ah. Uh. Yeah, because you, what you'll do, so say, for example, you are poisoning food, you'll go and poison it, but you don't know who's going to go and approach the, the food platter in that time. So what will happen, you'll do that, and then for the next few minutes, guests will just, like some of them will come up and eat food. Then they'll start getting ill, and that's when they start getting suspicious and leaving the food alone. Okay. So you don't know how many guests will actually go up to it. It's kind of a bit random. But yeah, yeah they will start really to suss out that something's wrong. Yeah, this is actually making me really interested. The fact that the guests are adapting to what you're doing, not just if they catch you in yeah. the act or if they see a dead body, they're actually reacting to like, oh, this food might be iffy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so tell us yeah. real quick, what was your what's your favourite aspect of this game? Oh, the soundtrack. It's so so good. Um, it's honestly, like, the first stage, the sound in it is just amazing. I actually think you should go online and just uh, have a little listen. You'll see what I mean. Um, other than that, actually, okay. the gameplay is quite fun. You know, yeah, very fun to play, but bloody frustrating. So if you're someone who really doesn't like getting to, like, within touching distance of the end of the level and then someone calling the police and them arresting you and you having to start completely again, then this isn't for you. And it has happened so many times. And this is why I haven't completed the game yet. Because I get so close to the end and then I just get a bit, um, what's it called, complacent? And I start rushing things. And then inevitably oh, yes, someone walks happy. in. Yeah, someone walks in, sees me with a dead body and then they go, oh, police. <laughs> I mean, you can kill the police, but... So is that the thing for you? Oh, go on, like carry on. The, le the least good of the game or the thing that's a bit poo that you don't like as much? 
no, actually, I quite like it because it's quite funny getting um, really pissed off with it. <laughs> I actually quite enjoy the frustration of it because it just is it, such a kind of like quirky, funny game that it just makes you laugh at yourself. I think the thing I don't like is um, once you've done one stage and experienced all the traps, there's not really too much variety of different things in different levels, which they could have explored. So you'll get different parties. So say, for example, on a boat party, you'll still have the same kind of setup in terms oh, of you okay. can blow up speakers, you can poison food. Uh, the other thing I'd say, it's a bit buggy as well. Sometimes just things will go wrong. You know, guests will just stop working. I don't know how else to explain it. They just won't work normally. <laughs> um, and rooms will load in wrong. So it's that you will definitely see bugs while you're playing it. It's not the slickest executed game. Oh, that's a shame. I know, but they have brought like, out so a sequel. Sorry, Tim, did you it's called Party Hard 2. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it sounds really appealing to me. I have watched a lot of slasher films from the 80s and 70s. <laughs> I've already got, I'm already replaying Black Christmas in my head, trying to pick up some tips. <laughs> Little oh. baby bunting, daddy's gonna <laughs> Etc. <laughs> <laughs> well if you want to be a mass murderer at a party then i definitely recommend this game is for you and that is who i recommend Thanks. it to people like tim okay all right and yeah. i'm assuming this is like a petty 18 game right no it's family friendly of course <laughs> it is <laughs> it is definitely not recommended for children <laughs> It is quite graphic and there's a lot of screaming even though it's 8 bit there's a lot of blood I'm going to give it a seven and a half. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I can imagine some people would just get pissed off with it. And some people just find the bugs a bit, you know, a bit too, too common for them to enjoy mm -hmm. it. So seven and a half. Yeah, I love it. Very yeah, good. The idea of it is quite appealing to me as well. Even though I sort of hate certain <laughs> games with repetition, that kind of game with repetition is quite, a, it sounds quite appealing to me actually. I love I love this. Out. You you both are like <laughs> you both are like this is appealing to us. So are you telling us something? <laughs> are you both secretly homicidal realized, maniacs? Um, I didn't I didn't know that this game was about murder, <laughs> and I've just realised <laughs> you will see as you listen to the rest of this podcast. This podcast today is brought to you by <laughs> death, our because uh, my game is pretty death-tastic, Tim's game is pretty death-tastic. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, should we um, move on to uh, your game, then? Let's move on to Tim's game. So, oh, Tim's game, Tim, okay. what have you been playing? Yeah, more death, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, so <laughs> a couple of episodes ago, I took you to the Great Plague of um, Athens in... What was it about 600 BCE? Um, skip forward in time now, but it is another plague. Um, I'm reviewing <laughs> a plague tale innocence. <laughs> a plague tale innocence. It's a third-person action-adventure horror stealth game developed Ooh. by a Sobo studio, and it was 
released for Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One exactly a year ago. Oh. So May 2019. Excellent. Uh, and what are you playing that on, Tim? Oh, Xbox One. Okie doke. So in a nutshell, tell us about the game. Okay, so here's the plague we're talking about. The year mm-hmm. is 1348. We're in France in the early stages of the Hundred Years' War with the British. And the Black Death is ravaging Europe. Uh, you play a young noble called Amicia Darun, who has to escape into the woods with her little brother Hugo after her family home is attacked. Now, Hugo is ill with a mysterious blood condition, which seems to have something to do with the rabid rats who not only carry disease, but in the opening chapter, devour your beloved dog. And you have to seek help for Hugo. I know. It's really horrible. It starts off the game. You're walking through the woods. It's idyllic. There's like spring sunshine and birds and your dog's with you. And then all it goes south so quickly. Anyway, um, so you have to seek help for Hugo all while avoiding the rats and the British um, who have invaded, and the Inquisition who are after Hugo for some sinister motive. There is so much going on. Now, in terms of gameplay, which I've got to kind of add to this because that's just the background story, it is mostly stealth, again. Um, You are, after all, children escaping strong threats. So there's a very good reason why it's mostly stealth. Your weapon is a slingshot, and the ability to craft our chemical potions, which variously start and put out fires. Um, the rats cannot abide the light, so that's your main weapon. Uh-huh. And stink bombs can attract rats, which leads to some very gruesome deaths for the guards should you land a stink bomb on their head. Ooh, uh, so it's a combination of stealth, puzzle solving, uh, the occasional heart pounding race away from danger, which feels like one of those nightmares where you're trying to run through heavy mud in slow motion. Oh. Uh, and then along the way, you meet other young friends who have different skills that can aid you in your quest, like lock picking. But the ultimate power upgrade comes from Hugo himself when he realises what's so special about his blood. <gasps> and how old is Hugo, roughly? Oh, I would say about four or five, something like okay. that. And He's then young. his sister's a little bit Oh. Yeah, she's like, um, I think probably about 14 or okay. something. 13, 14. Well, this actually sounds amazing. Um, I'm mm-hmm. one, good, I'm glad I did a good teaser. Thank you. Uh, I've, I've heard of Plague Tale, <laughs> but it's one of those franchises that I've just never got on board with and never had a look at. So what were your expectations going into? Um, I suppose only just that from the title, I'd expected it to be disease-ridden and gross. Um, <laughs> and there is certainly a persistent shadow of plague across the whole game, but... Mm it's the much more visible threat of the rats that leads to the horror, yeah. which, you know, for an action game is probably a better idea than an unseen disease. Uh, so the grossness is confined to scenery of bodies strewn in the streets and animals that have been slaughtered. So if you are squeamish, it's not something that you actually have to actively participate in, if that makes sense. I'm making I'm making a puke face. That's, I, yeah. Again, this kind of <laughs> with the game I'm talking about as well. But again, okay, so it's it's ranked to look at. <laughs> yeah, what is what is what's going in? What did it kind in parts of like, look and feel like then when you started playing it, and how did it live up to those expectations? Oh, it's it's beautiful uh, when you go in. As I say, you know, you're expecting, you know, what the the plague is going to be like, um, but you are 
your royalty, you know, essentially, your privilege, you're walking through the woods hunting, you're with your father, it's all very lovely, and then you're going to go home to your mother and brother, and by the time you get back there, things have gone south already, your dog's been eaten by rats, you're seeing, like, ooze coming out of the woods and things dying, and the British are smashed into your home, and they kill your parents, and you're Bloody just like, British. your whole, everything crumbles, and you, you run away through the forest, and down a river and then to a village where you're hoping that people are gonna help save you like they're gonna Mm. take you in and you'll be safe but instead they turn on you and you just keep running and running and running through the whole game it just it doesn't let up uh and it's kind of like you're you're the opposite of the pied piper he wanted the rats you kind of don't want the rats (laughs) yeah no one wants the rats in this game the rats are genuinely terrifying because they they don't just sneak up they can sometimes they erupt out of the ground uh, um so there's, there's just a constant threat they being, attack and there you? are times when you have to go underground and you all you've got is like a torch that's burning down and you don't know how long this tunnel is and whether you'll make it to the end uh, oh no erim <laughs> i think you you interjected with a question there what was that yeah so with the rats are they like aggressive towards you do they attack you or is it just just Did you the place? Any of what Tim just said. <laughs> <laughs> Bits before it cut out. Let, let <laughs> me reiterate that the rats are very aggressive. Yes. If um, so, here's the thing: like, if you um, if they touch you at all, if they attack you at all, you are dead. You get eaten. If any of the guards catch you at all, you're dead. There's no like health bar. There's no oh, percentage no. of health. As soon as you do something out of line with. Yeah. What your journey is supposed to be, you die. That's like little nightmares. Oh, God. little nightmares is like that. They catch you and it's oh, it sounds it's awful. Game over and it's horrible. Kind of like squeeze you to death. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so in this grotesque, stealthy game, what did you really love about mm. it, Tim? So the storytelling is fantastic so from from the writing to the voice acting to the beautiful graphics full of texture and expression um it really helps shift the character in development and mood um you know your your characters really develop as people their their relationships with each other change from being trusting to distrustful and and back again you get so drawn in it's like watching a good fantasy series now most children are annoying fact but (laughs) i I actually cared what happened to my little brother in this. I felt really Aww. upset when he was upset with me because I was scolding him because he'd run away and want to play. Like your little brother has never been outside the house in his entire life. And so at the beginning of the game, he just wants to like look at all the animals and the, and the trees and the plants and stuff. And he runs off to go and you have to tell him off because, you know, if he gets seen, he's dead. Yeah. And so he just sees you as this like nagging older sister. It's so interesting. Um, and then the mechanic of starting with the rats just as enemies, uh, they gradually, you come to use them strategically as um, in your secondary battles against the Inquisition or the invading English, uh, which really keeps you on your toes because that dynamic shifts. Like, are you just running away from them or do you need to use them to defeat someone else? And I think it's this, um, a real achievement of the game that you have a palpable sense of fear throughout, but it's not as exhausting as some other horror games when something might jump out at you at any moment and you just can't take it anymore. I kept playing this one. I was really addicted to the story. Um, and I think that this, uh, the innocence from the title, I think this portrayal of children's innocence is so interesting because 
It's on the one hand opposite to experience and on the other opposite to guilt. So the main children have been raised, as I said, as royalty and they struggle to understand the anger of the villagers um, who chase them or the role that their own bloodline has had in the monstrous rat infestation. But it's what also binds them as a distinct group of abandoned children away from Mm. the adult world of violence and control from the British and the Inquisition that they're trying to escape. But in order to escape, they have to participate in that violence and control. Yeah. And the other thing I absolutely love about this game, just really quickly, is there was zero bugs. It's really smooth gameplay. It looks and sounded great. Oh, amazing. And just a quick question on how it looks like. How is it rendered? Is it kind of lifelike? Is it cartoony? Is it comic booky? Yeah, it's pretty lifelike. They've gone for realism okay. at, at, to an impressive extent, considering it's an indie game. You know, it's a shorter game, I think about 12 hours or something. Yeah. They've gone to that that sort of rendering that you would normally expect in a AAA title. Oh, very nice. Um, this sounds so intriguing, Tim. Like, I again, now, a bit mm. like with Ariel's game, I'm like, why haven't I really looked into this before? As you're describing it, I'm really, like, excited to now go and have a peek at that. But was there were there any negatives Good. about the game for you? So it's a stretch, I think, to call anything poo uh, <laughs> about this game. But I do think that for some people... For some people, they'd be frustrated. In our pre-questions, we say, what did you laugh (laughs) and what did you call, what did you think was poo? Hence, we keep mentioning poo. (laughs) Sorry, Tim. Yes. Continue. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, as I I said, I think it'd be a stretch to call anything poo. But um, I think for some people, they'll be frustrated at the lack of agency that you have in the game. There's really only one way to solve most of the puzzles. And Amisha lacks the agility you'd find in exploration games. So you're very much on one path. Um, And it's also not that challenging in terms of gameplay. However, my take on all of that is that this is a decision that's been made to immerse you more deeply in the story that they want Mm. to tell. And because that pays off, I'm okay with those limitations. Mm. Okay, all right. So just small, minor um, uh, challenges, kind of challenging challenges. What am I saying? I don't know. <laughs> Small, just, just quickly, mistakes. um, just a, a quick question. Sorry, this bit cutty and jumpy at the minute. Um, in regards to the gameplay, so you, you said that the way you solve it, th- there's not really much room for exploration of solving puzzles. So does that mean that once you played the game, that's it, or does it have some sort of kind of replayability where you'd like to come back to it and revisit it? Um, I th- I think if you had really enjoyed the story, you would come back to it. But I mean, it's it's a very linear story unless you're obsessed with you know collecting every every collectible, every flower or something. Um, no, you'd probably just play it once through and remember it fondly. Oh, grimly. <laughs> and never look at rats in the same way again. By the sound of it. Um, never so look who at rats would you recommend way. this to? Young I mean, children. it's so good. I would recommend it to to anyone. Um, it's it's rated M, just so you kind of know what level that's at. Yeah. Um, but I do think you want to set your expectations for a stealth game first, and then enjoy where it takes you, so that you're not disappointed that it forces you into behaving like a scared child yeah. when you'd rather be punching rats. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like if you were a child going around uh, beat doing a beat 'em up game, it would just seem really odd, wouldn't it? 
you know, <laughs> well, it would be cartoony. It wouldn't yeah. be that story. That's what I say. Like the the things that you just as long as you set your expectation for it being behaving like a realistic child, it's a stealth yeah. game. Then you'll enjoy all the extra added action and horror and the other places that it takes you. Yeah, sounds good. So Tim, all important rating. You ready? You ready? You ready? Yeah. What would you give? I it would give 10? it a very. <laughs> I give it a very strong nine out of ten uh, because. The gameplay is second to the story, but it's still so enjoyable and it's a real emotional roller coaster. I was a wreck by the end of it. Oh gosh. All right, another one for me to look up and play. Very nice, guys. Yeah. We're, we're just leaning hard into the death here and there's more to come. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I'm passing over my virtual interviewer hat to one of you who would like to accept it. I'll start. All right. <laughs> so, Jem, uh, what's what's your game? Gotcha. Tell us what you're going to review. Oh, did you hear that? The dog wanted to join in. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pause, and we'll go back and do that again because I need to kick him out. He's being a bit naughty. So, Benny, out we go. <laughs> oh, but we love our special guest, Benson. Very naughty doggy. Welcome back. So, Jem. Yeah. So, Jim, tell us about the game that you're going to be reviewing. Uh, so, I'm going to be talking about a game called Until Dawn, and that's by Supermassive Games, and it came out in 2015, and it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive. And can you crack that nutshell and give us the sweet innards, please? Yeah, I'm imagining a kind of a walnut, so like a kind of brownish, knobbly, quite round nut, quite hard. Because um, there's quite a lot to unpack. Mm. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> there's some. There promise to be some goodies inside. So, uh, this game is basically eight friends trapped in a remote mountain location, and things quickly turn sinister. And this is a story-driven horror game where your choices impact how the game progresses. That's my nutshell. How did you like it? Nice. It will. It was quite short and hard. It really um, was, wasn't it? And what were your e <laughs> <laughs> yes? What were your expectations before you got into that fleshy walnuts? Okay, so I love a story-driven game. Uh, and I'm better with horror games when they are story-driven because what I don't like is constant peril. And I think that's, that's kind of what you were talking yeah. about with Playtale. It's having those moments to breathe to get invested in your characters. Mm -hmm. And this game offers you on paper an opportunity to actually tune into the way your characters feel about each other. So there's, there's eight of them. And I knew going in that you'd get to play each of them in turn in different scenes. Um, what was also quite exciting before I went into the game was knowing that this has used a really cool um, a way of uh, motion capturing actors so you have uh, big named actors like Rami Malek and Hayden, I always forget her surname, let me just check. Hayden Panettiere, who was in Heroes, I think. Um, yeah, so actors you'd recognise. Uh, and because it's mo-capped on their face and bodies, it just looks like them. And it was meant to be a very sort of cinematic and immersive horror storytelling experience. So on paper, I was well up for that because I know that's the kind of game that I would love to play. 
Okay. How did you come across and it? How did those expectations get realised? <laughs> so that was the expectation on the one hand, and for me, a good story-driven uh, thriller or horror, you have to care about the characters. Fundamental, right? Mm. Uh, what you're presented with here is the kind of setup of a sort of um, US teen sort of high school age or maybe first year of college age um, slasher horror. That's kind of what you go in and you're like, this is going to be that. There's a there's a kind of prologue scene, gives you a bit of backstory and you're like, okay, so this is kind of like Scream set in a mountain in the woods. Um, but what you got very, very, very quickly was a sense that you hate all of the characters. What well, I hated all of the characters. They were all kind of stereotypically drawn so not visually but in terms of their characteristics there was the kind of cocky um jock there was the nerd there was um the kind of dweeby girl that's really innocent and really likes the guy but won't tell him there was the like really overtly sexual promiscuous girl and it just straight away i have nothing to care about so very quickly, mm -hmm. and this, this is split into chapters, like within the first chapter, I thought, oh no, I'm not going to like this at all. It just felt really at odds with what I'd expected. So it sounds like it was of the, of the slasher genre, but with none of the 80s pastiche and none of the 90s postmodernism. It was just stuck on a shallow somewhere else <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and um you know i played the whole game and in every chapter i thought oh god it's got to get better it's got to get better but it didn't and and really those characters i mean the promise of because you have these little ratings for each character so um how much they trust each other how how happy they feel how scared they are how brave they are and they go up and down and you can check them with the in-game menu as you go and you know at the beginning you think great i can i can manipulate this with my choices and the choices are all kind of dialogue based choices um but it doesn't really play out in a way that feels natural or organic some of the choices are really arbitrary like i'm gonna go to the lighthouse or i'm gonna walk down this path but at a point in the game where there's no strategy in making those choices so you may as well just choose one or the other but then that sometimes comes back to bite you in the ass. But then you also don't really care if it does. <laughs> because, and, and for me, <laughs> yeah. I think by the second or third chapter, people had already started dying. And that's not a spoiler, that is the game. Um, so I guess that the aim of the game is to keep as many of them alive until the end of the, of the play and the playthrough as you can. But really, a couple of them, I kind of wanted them to die. <laughs> Because they were so annoying <laughs> yeah. and so shallow. And there was so much in the dialogue and in the dialogue choices, which was very like juvenile and gossipy and that kind of juvenile um, sort of like sexual playing off each other that I just found so annoying and just not at all to my sort of demographic. I was like, who is this game for? Because mm. it's a, it's obviously, it's a Peggy 18 game. Um, um, so it's for adults, but it felt like it was so juvenile in terms of the characters' actual wants and their motives and the way they talk to each other. Well, I understand their motives, Gem. Every morning I wake up and wonder whether today I'm going to go to the lighthouse. <laughs> uh, I'm going <laughs> to... 
I'm going to ask you if there was anything to love about it, and then I will pass interviewing duties over to Erin because I've run out of tea. Oh, fair enough. Um, the, the thing to love about it, I think, is the way it's it's kind of built and rendered. So um, they've they've made it really cinematic. Uh, so it's kind of it's got a, a, a preset um, camera angle. So it's kind of directed. So you, although you get to manipulate a little bit the camera angle just so that you can play the game. The, the actual kind of frame of each episode or each section of the game that you're in is dictated by a camera in the way that a movie would be. So sometimes you'll see your feet going across or like you'll, you'll have a camera up in the ceiling and you'll be down below crossing underfoot. Um, and that's pretty cool. And I think that that did give it this really cool cinematic feel. Um, similarly with the work on the sound, um, uh, you know, it's, it's exactly what you'd expect from that kind of genre of film because it really it really pitches more towards being a film experience than it does to being a game experience in some ways. Um, and then also just the, the mocap was really good on the actors, the expressions were really good, pretty realistic. Sometimes their teeth were a bit grey, which I found weird because the skin textures, the clothes, everything else was gorgeous. But occasionally, like, if they, if you could see quite a lot of their teeth, there was, like, a weird, quite distracting greyishness on the teeth. But otherwise, it looked really slick. Okay. Though I will, I will say Not as an artistic though, choice. Then. Which leads into my thing that I found poo about it, is that while the bodies of the characters and the facial expressions look great, I know for a fact that they enhance certain body parts. So some oh, really? Girls, yeah, some of the female characters, I mean, have slightly bigger breasts than they have in real life uh. and curvier bottoms. And I found that really distasteful. Um, I was going to say, what, what would it lend <laughs> to a game like this? What's Sorry? Why would they even consider something like this? What would it lend to a game like this? Is it really I going for that kind of like typical American horror? Oh, look, there's a sexy girl, handsome guy, yeah. like you said before. But yeah. does it need to do that? What what what's well, the real reason behind that in game? That's what I didn't understand about this game because if you look at the target demographic, it's kind of like our age group, um, and I've read around it since because it bothered me so much. And a lot of people did really love this game. But what's interesting because I've I've looked at quite a few forums about it, and what's really interesting is that there's a lot of people who um, predominantly male who have made comments about <laughs> oh, if you treat a character so good this way you can unlock a scene where this person is in their underwear for a whole sequence and they're talking about a female character now when <laughs> i played this game I, this scene happened to me and i just thought it was part of the gameplay but apparently it's because i treated that character with respect with some of my choices and I was like, wow. <laughs> and yet there was all these people on a forum talking about how to achieve that. Like as if it was an unlockable, like an amazingly hard unlockable thing. And I was like, that's, it's really interesting. <laughs> and really also, yeah, right? <laughs> it puts a and there's, there's one whole chapter where one of the main characters is in a towel, just a towel for like boundaries. Mm. Um, and it's a female character again, and it is just skimming the nips, just skimming the top of the old nipples there. <laughs> so, I mean, that stuff like that, I'm like, really, really? 
Um, oh, and bloody and hell. from again from the description of the game to then how it plays out, I just I had an increasingly bad taste in my mouth as it went on. Yeah, so that was that was kind of the poo thing really is that kind of so care. But I will say it's important to properly dry your underboob. Yeah, you don't want mildew. Yeah, and also uh, one thing that just just um, defied kind of logic to me was that towel never slipped down and she was running about she did, and we all know if you do the towel tie it always falls down at some point it just gets looser it's not enough <laughs> i make sure it does maybe she's got a secret <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, yeah <laughs> so gem what would you rate this game then um well first i'm just going to talk about who who about recommendations because I do feel like having read a lot about the game after playing it that there is a huge sort of fan base for this game and I do feel like now that I've read the kind of comments I know who those people would be so I feel like if you kind of like there's a sort of sadistic element to this game so I went in just honestly thinking my job is to save these characters and that's how I played the game but having looked at reviews and and forums as I said some people have enjoyed fucking with the characters and trying to kill them off as quickly as possible so in that sense I now know that okay there is another way you can play the game that's not actually the way the game has been like designed that wasn't the aim of the way the game was designed but because they're so annoying I feel like actually a lot of people would enjoy this game if they want to kind of do a big fuck you to the characters like that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of interesting sort of, yeah, like a sort of side flip of the way the game is actually played out. Um, but ratings wise, uh, I'd probably only give it a six out of 10. And all of that is just for the way the game's been kind of visually put together. But there's a lot, there's a lot even in the gameplay that is so clunky. I mean, this is one of the most annoying games for walking. Characters just walk so slowly. It's just, it's just it's so tedious and boring. And also... No option to run then. Like climb things or you are trying to like complete an action sequence. It's got that random button, button pressing generator. I hate that because there's no skill involved. So it's not even remembering a pattern and it's not that any button corresponds to a body part that you might be using. It's just random generation like press X, press circle, press square. And I hate, I just hate that. And there was one bit where I kept falling down the wall because I kept pressing the wrong button. <laughs> and I don't normally play on a PlayStation. So I think it's the X and the circle, sorry, the square and the circle, both are really similar color. Is that right, Erin? You've got PlayStation. I don't think so. I think I think X is blue and pink. Oh, you're thinking of circle and square, yeah, but they're yeah, opposite to each other. Anyway, so because I don't play PlayStation regularly, I couldn't remember which was which, and so I had to keep looking down yeah. because they're similar colour. I kept getting those two back to the front, <laughs> and I fell <laughs> down this wall. I shit you not, about nine times, and I'm I just <laughs> screaming at the game. <laughs> Poor Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> yes. yes Humpty Dumpty did not have a good day um, yeah so yeah probably only a 6 out of 10 but if you like horror 
and you don't mind those kind of because the horror sequences actually i should have said are actually quite good once you get it really long into the game once you actually meet the antagonistic force which i won't tell you what it is because it'll be a spoiler that stuff's good because you've actually got action in but the rest of it is just like conversation after conversation after trying to sort someone's love life out after conversation oh, it's so boring but yeah so that's my rating Oh, Thank very you very good. much, Jem. I think that wraps up all of our reviews for today, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. That's us all done. Death, death, more death. A lot of death and gloom. Sorry, everyone. Death and <laughs> gloom. <laughs> it's all very, time, very yeah, relevant for what's happening at the minute, especially with the plague. Yeah, very good. Yeah, plagues, nasty bad people, and <laughs> parties that are annoying. Actually, that is... Do you know what, guys? Fucking parties. That's very good, isn't day. it? No, I nearly yeah. called the police the other day because um, there was a party three doors down, a house party. And I live in a very small terraced house. Our gardens are basically like a yard. And there was at least 20 people yeah. there all having parties and getting drunk. There was balloons. There was bubbly. And I was like, we're meant to be on lockdown, guys. Honestly, this weekend, so many people ago, just seem to have said... not given a shit. Like, I, I went <laughs> running, which you're allowed to do in Danson Park, but, God, there was just families having picnics and shit just everywhere. And the amount of people that I was posting on social media as well, just like, oh, my next-door neighbour's having a party. Like, what is wrong with people? Can they not just be a bit more patient? Uh, Sorry, yeah. I went on the run. Jim, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember a couple a of episodes... Comment? <laughs> Sorry, I, I mean, it, it is all joke, very but delayed. By now for it's me. losing its energy. I will try and do it regardless. I'll try and I'll try and bring it home. Got hey, Jim, do you remember a, a couple of episodes ago? Uh, your quarantine advice was that you were sort of gamifying, uh, being nosy on your neighbours and guessing what their lives were all up to. I was just wondering if you'd reached the boss level. If that's what this was, <laughs> the boss level is a party three doors down and you've got yeah, to defeat everyone on mass. Frustration. And you know how I feel about bosses. I have boss fights. Just the, the maximum yeah, frustration I know. level. Uh, yep. So on that note, everyone, <laughs> I think we will round this up. Uh, stay safe. Stay locked down. Please, you know, don't be selfish. And um, keep playing games. So that's goodbye from me, Jen. Goodbye from me, Aaron. Goodbye from me, Tom. I'll try that again, guys. We can do that. <laughs> goodbye from me, Jim. Goodbye from me, Erin. And goodbye from me, Tim. Yeah, yeah. we did it. <laughs> See ya. Woo. Tune in next time. Bye. And like and share and rate Bye. and subscribe on my feed. Bye. my boo he really is a keeper he sized my heart in two that's why i love my grim reaper